This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. As part of the NFL's 100th anniversary, a team of 26 committee members selected the NFL all-time team. I think the committee did an admirable job overall, and I agreed with roughly 80% of the selections. But for the sake of debate, here are my offensive picks. At center, I'm going to select five instead of four. I'm going with Jim Langer instead of Dwight Stevenson. Langer played 12 seasons, while Stevenson only played eight. I'm also going to add Dermonte Dawson to this group. Dawson played from 1988 to 2000 and was named to seven Pro Bowls. He was a six-time All-Pro. My top three are Jim Otto, Mike Webster, and Mel Hine, followed by Jim Langer and Dermonte Dawson. At the guard position, I'll go along with six out of the seven chosen by the committee. In my opinion, Larry Little, who played from 1967 to 1980, is a glaring omission. Little was a six-time All-Pro and a three-time NFL Offensive Lineman of the Year. In my estimation, Little was the best pulling guard I've ever seen. To make room for Little, I'm leaving Dan Fortman off my team. Even though I'm probably not selecting enough players from his era, the 1930s and 1940s, many of those players didn't have long careers. Fortman only played eight seasons. My top three are John Hanna, Jim Parker, and Larry Little, followed by Gene Upshaw, Larry Allen, Randall McDaniel, and Bruce Matthews. At the tackle position, I agree with six out of the seven chosen by the committee. I'm not going to include Cal Hubbard on my team. The reason I'm simply running out of spots, the offensive and defensive picks can only number 100 players. My top three are Forrest Gregg, Anthony Munoz, and Roosevelt Brown. They are followed by Art Shell, Jonathan Ogden, and Walter Jones. At the tight end position, I'm going with five tight ends, and that means I'm not including Rob Gronkowski. As good as he was, he was often injured and played only nine seasons. His replacement is Jackie Smith, who played from 1963 to 1978. Smith was named All-Pro four times, and he played in five Pro Bowls. In 1967, he caught 56 passes for 1,205 yards, a record for tight ends at that time. My top three are John Mackey, Mike Ditka, and Kellen Winslow, followed by Tony Gonzalez and Jackie Smith. At the wide receiver position, I agree with nine of the ten chosen. While Randy Moss was a gifted and talented receiver, his attitude was a problem. I'm replacing him with Charlie Taylor, whom I believe 
is another glaring omission. Charlie Taylor played from 1964 to 1977 and was a four-time All-Pro. He also played in eight Pro Bowls and was the NFL reception leader twice. My top three are Jerry Rice, Lance Allworth, and Don Hudson, followed by Steve Largent, Raymond Berry, Paul Warfield, Marvin Harrison, Charlie Taylor, Larry Fitzgerald, and Elroy Crazy Lake Church. At the quarterback position, I agree with all 10 who were selected, and I'm adding one more. Bart Starr has to be in this group. Starr played from 1956 to 1971 and led the NFL in passer rating five times. Bart was the 1966 NFL MVP and a two-time Super Bowl MVP. He won five NFL championships and was named All-Pro three times. He played in four Pro Bowls. What more could you ask? My top three are Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, and Sammy Ball, followed by Tom Brady, Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, Roger Staubach, Otto Graham, Bart Starr, John Elway, and Brett Favre. At the running back position, I've chosen 12, and I agree with 9 of the 12 selected. I've eliminated Lenny Moore, arguably the most versatile running back ever, but a player that never had a 1,000-yard season rushing or receiving. I would replace him with O.J. Simpson, who was one of the most gifted athletes I've ever seen. But you know why I can't include Simpson in such an august group. So instead of Moore or Simpson, I'm going with Bronco Nagurski, who played from 1930 to 1937, and again in 1943 after a five-year retirement. Bronco was a six-time All-Pro and led the league in rushing in 1932. A member of the NFL 75th anniversary team, he was one of the most feared players in NFL history. Two other glaring omissions, in my opinion, are Tony Dorsett, who played from 1977 to 1988, and Franco Harris, who played from 1972 to 1984. If not for a strike-shortened season in 1982, Dorsett would have had nine seasons in a row of rushing for over 1,000 yards. A four-time Pro Bowl selection, he retired as the third all-time leading rusher and is still number 10 on the all-time list, even after having retired over three decades ago. Harris had eight seasons of over 1,000 yards rushing and was a nine-time Pro Bowl player. He retired as the second all-time leading rusher and the all-time leader in postseason rushing yardage. He's now second behind Emmett Smith. My top three are Walter Payton, Jim Brown, and Emmett Smith, followed by Barry Sanders, Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, Franco Harris, Gail Sayers, Steve Van Buren, Earl Campbell, 
Bronco Nagurski, and Marion Motley. I have only four spots left for special team players. My punter is Ray Guy. My return man is Billy White Shoes Johnson. For place kickers, Jan Stenerud is my first choice. But I had a hard time deciding between Adam Venateri and Morton Anderson. I gave the edge to Morton Anderson, who played from 1982 to 2007, because he retired as the all-time scoring leader in NFL history. A six-time All-Pro and seven-time Pro Bowl player, Anderson is in Pro Football Hall of Fame. He and Stenerud are the only pure kickers in Canton. Before we get to the coaches, let me mention newspapers.com. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a sports history fan. And if you're into sports history, you need to check out newspapers.com. At newspapers.com, you can get access to over 640 million pages worth of news from the U.S., Canada, England, Scotland, Ireland, and more, dating back to 1798 to yesterday. Get a free one-week subscription to newspapers.com by visiting sportshistorynetwork.com slash newspapers. And with a paid subscription, you'll also be helping to support the production of this and other Sports History Network shows. That's sportshistorynetwork.com slash newspapers. Now for the coaches. I agree with all ten of the coaches that were picked. The only tough decision for me was whether to go with Joe Gibbs or Bill Parcells. In the end, I went with Gibbs. Although Parcells turned four losing teams into winners, Gibbs did have a higher winning percentage. He also had three Super Bowl wins compared to two for Parcells. My top three are Vince Lombardi, Bill Belichick, and Tom Landry, followed by Don Shula, George Hallis, Bill Walsh, Chuck Knoll, Paul Brown, Curly Lambeau, and Joe Gibbs. Now that I'm finished, who are your picks? This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.